something breaks inside of me. Slowly, over the course of the last few months, I've been refining and retooling uh, strategies to pinpoint the trigger that causes this break. And obviously, I'm not 100% or this wouldn't have happened last week, but I'm getting better at it. One of the biggest challenges of understanding what your triggers are, understanding what are the causes that eventually creates the break and, and pushes you over the limit is that while that all of the, that computation and all of that understanding going is going on in your head, to a lot of people on the outside world, they don't get to see it. Nobody can read your mind, especially not wives. And so I had to, after a long night, I had to stand in front of her and clue her in and what's going on in this brain and what it is that I am trying to understand and also to a certain degree plea for some latitude. So what happened? I don't want to make excuses. Again, it's just an understanding of what causes the break. I had, I've been having some wonderful weeks you know, since the beginning of school. And I had a terrific summer, don't get me wrong, but you know, the beginning of uh, the school year is always tough because of the new schedules and the new challenges of the kids with schoolwork and um, PTA doing, having some requirements and you know, feeling the need as a real estate agent of really starting back up with marketing um, and, you know, and preparing for the year to come. But see, real estate agents typically do a lot of heavy marketing, especially in Southern California during the uh, fall winter months, so that when people are ready to start selling come January and beyond that, that the marketing has been, has been there and folks start making those phone calls to you. Because a lot of people really start you know, getting into selling mode come April, May, June, July. And so you want to be in their mind's eye. And you do that by starting to market, uh, to, market to them at the latter part of the year. And so that's been on my mind. Uh, obviously the kids going back to school and a lot of the rumblings that are going on around town with us losing uh, students to other school districts or them moving out of town and that has been changing class sizes. Uh, in addition, I've had an off year with sales this year and so whenever your production is not what you intended it to be, that tends to weigh on you as a salesperson. Um, you're not hitting your marks and that's troubling because at the end of the day, if you're not making sales, if you're not closing deals, you're not bringing a paycheck home. And Pride uh, takes a you know takes a hit, uh, and also just the bottom line takes a hit. So all of these things that are just everyday stuff. So I'm not one to sound like oh you know if you looked at my Instagram feed and you look at the stories and what I post and the travels that I that that you know that we embark on, it's not like I'm leading a troubled life. There's certainly a lot of people in the world out there who have it a heck of a lot worse than I do, but still. It, because you know troubles are relative, and the ones that I that weigh and, and and are fall on my shoulders or on the shoulders of this family, they're heavy. We have to toil to overcome them, and so a lot of things come about at the beginning of the of the school year. They just bubble up. They've been simmering there, there, and they just bubble up. And 
that causes for stress to to you know become so dense that in the past I have utilized alcohol to to deal with it to cope with it at least to some degree uh, but the challenge with somebody like me is that it's never just a little bit. It's always, well, let's just have one more, and then let's just have one more. But I've been coping with that, and I've talked about this on, on the podcast before, that I've, I've shied away from the wine and, and the vodkas and, and my, the usual poisons that I've always enjoyed, and I will continue to enjoy, um, but, but starting to, to figure out that, A, my body doesn't deal with them as well as it used to, in that it's causing in that it's causing me to to give a negative or to give a a picture of me that's not the best for my children they are they they now they've been they now can see everything they now can take stock of everything and they realize when dad has had one too many and that's not necessarily something I want for them. In addition, is that if there is some kind of flaw in me, then they might be predisposed to it. And I don't ever want to glorify the challenges that I have, so so, so that they, uh, so that they may think, "Well, oh, it's cool, so I'm going to do it too." No, I want to teach them moderation and it's not one of those do as I say not as I do kind of deals I want the opposite I, I really want to show a good example of how somebody with the troubles that I have can cope with things now there's a lot of you that are going to say well you know you need professional advice or you need professional help or you need to seek some kind of group and whatever you're, you're probably right but I'm stubborn and I'm not going to do that uh, I guess I am confident enough or cocky enough to think I can figure that out now you would say well fucking a you're 40 years old yeah why haven't you figured that out yet and I think a big part of it is just because I haven't wanted to or uh, you know I've had an extremely successful life and I've been able to accomplish a heck of a lot with this it's just that there's a new shift and, and now I need to refocus and make some changes and understand what the triggers are anyways my whole point is a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I really started to lay off the stuff, the wines and the vodkas and the whiskeys and the rums and the, yeah, part of the problem. I'm now rattling off stuff and now they're in my head. And, and, and I've seen some significant change. First and foremost, uh, I've shed, you know, a good deal of weight for me, which is about five to, you know, uh, seven to ten pounds, which is pretty fantastic. I've never been a very heavy guy. So, but so five to seven, to, five, seven, ten pounds make a big difference. You can see it in my face. It's not as puffy. I get back some of the V shape that, and it's a very loose V shape, but the V shape that I used to have back when I was in my 20s, uh, because I have more energy, muscle mass comes back, and I feel broader and thicker and stronger. Uh, I posted a photo on Instagram just a few days ago. It's a black and white of me at the beach. It was actually. Um, part of a project that I help a friend out with, and, and I also enjoy posing. But uh, you know, just it, you can see what my musculature used to be in my twenties, and I had these big, broad shoulders and these bigger arms compared to where they are at now. And I'm posed in such a way that the the, the water and the sun glistened off of me. I look I look pretty fucking hot. 
And I enjoyed the comments on there, although a lot of my friends who keep it real, uh, they, they mentioned, yeah, that's what you used to look like, buddy, but that's not you anymore. And not that, I, uh, that I'm not impressive these days. Fuck, now you're going to think I'm an asshole for it. But uh, the fact is that I'm a good-looking dude when I want to be, but it's just not the same. I don't carry my, the weight the, the same way that I used to. My back hurts a heck of a lot more. The hairline is further back than I would like it to be. But for who I am at 40, I am very comfortable with that. I had my chance at 20. I had my opportunities at 30. Now I am where I'm at at 40, and I'm okay with that. I just need for it to be health. I just need to be healthier. Again, the reason why the alcohol had to go to the wayside to some degree. So, there's that component. I, I feel healthier. I shed the weight. Um, whiskey dick is not an issue, uh, or hasn't been. There's that doesn't mean that the body doesn't have its challenges. I mean, at forty, things don't respond the way that they used to. I've talked about this before, but. I was able to overcome I, I was able to overcome a heck of a lot easier back in my 20s. Not anymore at 40. Uh, the, the, the alcohol is impactful to such a degree that circulation isn't as potent, and therefore uh, I have to make choices. They are choices. If I am going to have a certain amount of drinks, I can say goodbye to any f- good fun later on down the line because my body doesn't respond. And so... Sometimes it gets to that decision. How much do I want sex? And sometimes the answer, or at least over the last five years since I turned 35 is, sometimes I choose to, that I, or, or have made the choice that I might like alcohol more than I like sex. And, so, and there are times when that's okay, and there are a lot of times when that doesn't, because again, I'm part of an equation, I'm part of two. And, you know, like I've, I have been told, just because you want doesn't mean that you have set up a scenario where I want. Uh, and sometimes just because you want doesn't mean that your body is going to respond. And I don't want anything that's less than what I'm worth. Right? My wife deserves a husband or a partner who's there for her. And if I have made a conscious choice to have too much then I may not be wanted. And I have had to learn to take that rejection because it, it, it is what it is. Uh, not personally, but I, I need to take ownership of it because I've made that choice. So as I've shied away from all of that, that has gotten better. And, and now I'm coping and dealing with the fact that my body doesn't respond. But at least that is the, the signs of aging. It's not a choice to, uh, it's, not, it's not a choice to, to, to not be able to provide that, to give that, right? So those, those are three things going on. So as, as, as things are going well at home, I'm feeling healthier, I'm feeling stronger. Uh, the stresses of the beginning of the school year are not as tough as they used to be because the kids are getting older and, and actually we have terrific kids and, uh, and they don't give us a lot of grief. Um, I, I'm getting to these points where, as I take stock of things, I look for trouble. I look for drama. And I think that's where I'm starting to see myself 
give license to my brain to start looking for little nicks in, and scratches in the armor that lead me to think, well, I need to alleviate this with a drink. And they're little tiny things. Uh, and they're not even... So what I think it was this week, um, I was listening to another podcast, a very famous one, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, and he had Elon Musk, who was an interesting interview. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's been the most entertaining interview, uh, but in it, but and I was really thinking about the hubris of, like, fucking hey, Elon Musk is not the most talkative guy. He's not the best podcast guest that you know anybody has ever had and then i think this is fucking elon musk i'm talking shit about a guy that's sending um you know that's boring holes in the ground and sending uh rockets into outer space and bringing them back come on just relax and just just hear the guy out Uh, but halfway through that podcast episode they decided to have some whiskey and it was poured i think on the air but definitely they had the glasses of whiskey on, you know, near or close to the microphone. And every now and then as they went to take a swig, again, this is all audio, but as they went to take a swig, I could hear the clanking of the ice in the, the clanking of the ice on the glass. And it sounded so good. And if it sounded good, then something again in my mind, the way that it's program it made me long for the taste of it just that little sip of the whiskey touching my tongue what is that uh from uh that old school movie you know when tank the frank is saying it tastes so good when it hits your lips that's kind of what the feeling i had and then the more that the ice clanked on the a glass and, and 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 the longer the conversation went on um I started to get that feeling. But this was like at 9 o'clock in the morning when I'm listening to this podcast. So there's no way I'm going to have any kind of, uh, any kind of wine, any kind of whiskey anytime soon or any kind of anything to drink anytime soon because I'm not that kind. I never have had needed first thing in the morning to be able to cope with the day. That's just not how it works. But the seed was planted. Now that's not the podcast's fault. That's not anybody's fault. It's just how my brain works. It holds on to the idea, inception happens, and it just kind of sits there in the background, just, you know, some kind of program running in the back, eventually waiting for its time to be triggered on. But I, I, I know that maybe I didn't take, take note of it, but I, I, I'm, as I trace back to that patient zero moment that they, you know, that that, that we they have in the movies without breaks. That was my patient zero. That was the moment that the thought was put into my brain, and then it started taking hold from there. About a day or so later, I had to do an activity over at my kid's school, and I was talking to one of the administrators there, and. You know, dudes talk about dude shit, and this was just one of the male administrators on campus, and we were just trading conversation back and forth. And and at one point, uh, this person made made a comment of something of the effect of that he eats well because he had a small little salad uh, while he watched over the uh, the kids. That he eats well so that he could drink bad later on. And I laughed it off, and we started talking about you know, 
beer and the kind of beer that he likes and where he likes to go get it and all those good details. And I was getting into it because, yeah, I've had enough brew throughout life and I've gone to enough places and I, and, and I like give descriptions of what it is that I taste that I got into the back and forth of, uh, of sharing about our common love for, for beer. And I brought up the uh, Joe Rogan thing. That's why I know that that was the triggering point because that led to the second one or at least it gave me uh, some kind of content for the second conversation. And so that second thing happened. And now I had whiskey on the brain and I had beer on the brain. And then finally, I was about to make dinner uh, last Thursday night or so. And I happened to be at our the local grocery store that sells really, really cheap wine. And the one that I typically like was for sale. And I thought, why the heck not? I've been good. I bought it and came home. And the moment I opened it and tasted it, I thought this is a good bottle of, bottle of wine. Um, I'm just gonna have a glass while I cook. And every time that I make a meal somewhere, I am always looking for further inspiration. And I always think, well, wine will you know is inspiring. I'll just have a, uh, you know, I'll just have a glass of wine. And the first glass of wine, if, if that glass of wine was inspiring, then the second glass of wine will be even more inspiring. And if that second glass of wine was more inspiring, then a third glass of wine will be even the most. So what ends up happening, I have within the span of maybe an hour and a half, a full bottle of wine. Now, at that point, I haven't really eaten all day. Um, and I know, I know what it is that I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just drinking. And... As the mind starts to, you know, do whatever it does, at least what it does with me, which is to start taking it into everything in more personal. As I start, you know, feeling the full effect of the alcohol in my in my body, I realize that I am no longer myself. I am the guy. I am Hugo with wine, and and that's the guy that gets tired easily now that just wants to sleep, that, you know, one, my wife had arrived at this point, and we had had dinner, and so I had a super heavy dinner too, that just wants to rest, um, and just give the responsibility of, of the rest of the afternoon to her, because she's here, she's got it. That's not okay, and I know that's not okay, yet I do it. And I had been so proud of myself. I had not done that for so many weeks prior to that. Maybe even a month or so. Um, And I like who I am when I haven't had anything. And as I've been thinking about it over the course of the last few days, it's like, what is that about? What, What causes that? Well, it's the amalgamation of all of this input, we live in a society, and this is not a knock on anybody. At the end of the day, I make the choices. And I've talked about this before. We're constantly bombarded with images. 
And we are a society that loves its alcohol. Everybody talks about it. If I'm, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people do. You know, people post on their Instagram feeds, oh, I'm having my, it's five o'clock somewhere, I'm having my wine, or I'm going on a trip, I'm traveling, guess what, I'm getting drinks at the airport, or I'm going to go see some banda music, take a look at the tequila shots that I'm having beforehand, or, hey, just having a barbecue, take a look at the yummy food, and here's some micheladas that we just made, um, or I'm driving down in the freeway, and there's a big bottle of Kettle One vodka, just, uh, on the marquee, and I look at it, and it looks so darn fresh, or they're pouring themselves a drink on, you know, whatever cop show that we happen to be watching, all of it, it, it just hits you, so it's not even a matter of a specific company that, whose branding and marketing works with you, it's, it almost, like an entire society, uh, coming together to push this thing on you to or tell you that just have it just have it just have it and for a lot of people I'm sure that they can have it and it's just fine I know that because I'm married to one she can have one and not need another which to some degree fathoms my mind and I've known her for 20 years but she can do that easily I can't um, I'm not able to do that or actually what I should say is that I have to closely monitor myself and have real live on debates after a drink or so. Because having that second one in my head or in my mind, or the way that my physiology is, it's just a gateway to another and another and another. So this I, I know this I don't want it to seem like a bummer. I, like I said, I think I understand to some degree what the what the where the break happens or what the triggers are and that's these moments where I glorify having a glass of whatever see the, the, the reason why I know that the Joe Rogan thing was the, the the true trigger is because I can in my mind's eye I know what that clink of the glass is, is like I know what it means for me. It means coolness. When you're sitting there, you know, in front of somebody and you're just holding on to that glass, James Bond style, and the glass is clinking in there and you're taking the little sips of whiskey or whatever you happen to have in there. To me, that's the definition of cool. And, and that's to a certain degree what I strive for, as silly as that sounds. And so... I go out there and seek it out to recreate it for myself. And what I need to get better at is understand when that trigger happens and train my mind to realize it and file it uh, somewhere that doesn't then lead to purchasing something or to getting something or to ordering something. And... That's what the, the, the communication that I had with my other half the other day, uh, that's what we discussed, is I'm now working on that phase of going you know, go through into my days and just enjoying life for what it is. And then when I come across that trigger, um, communicating that to somebody so that they also know that, hey, this is where I'm at. 
I need uh, I may need some help here the next couple of days um, just to cope with it because it, it does fade to the background eventually but while it's in there again that inception is is a powerful that powerful thing the other thing that happened <laughs> is that as we were uh, as I was dozing off where I had dozed off after having you know all that wine happily on my couch just enjoying my Thursday evening without a care in the world my wife went to go check for some clothes that were in the dryer and she went to the garage to and opened it and once she flicked on the uh, the light she was staring at a bear not a baby bear not a stuffed bear a big brown fucking bear standing at least you know i'm gonna say four and a, well it's on it was on his bum but it was at least four and a half five feet tall just sitting on his butt and when she flicked on the light he turned over and according to her looked her square in the eyes not aggressively you know but think about that a fucking bear in your garage uh, just when that is the last thing you think of so of course she screams closes the door locks it and then tries to wake me up now i am in this you know happy wine place i and i think that she's being silly or i don't understand the joke but she's not joking and i need to sober up quick and uh, needless to say we ran around the house um, I called the police, the police came out, and then I have another worry, is I don't want this bear killed, I don't want a, a bear shot in my backyards, but, so, I am trying to very carefully talk to the police officers about, you know, let's just open the garage, let's get them come out here, and, of course, and no knock on our Monrovia Police Department, they're, they're terrific people, but they're, they've obviously encountered their own stuff, so they're, ready to take action i suppose if they have to and so i'm worried are these guys going to, uh, what is this scene going to look like and of course my kids are by the window the neighbors are coming out it's just this whole bloody thing uh, but eventually the bear lumbers out and starts walking off to another property and the last few days we've been paranoid about you know it being a you know about the house um come to find out the next morning after some of the dust settles is that basically this bear just tore like you know a can of tuna just tore into my garage just pried it open with his paws and it was just sitting there it wasn't even eating anything because i know that's what some of you guys are asking it's like do you do you keep any food the answer is yes we have a freezer out there and we have some dog food that's what garages are for but the thing never even got in anywhere near there. there's no claw marks there's no paw marks there's nothing on there it just Wanted to sit in the garage, weirdo. So I was fine with all of that. Okay, fine is not the right word. I was I understood all of that. I, but then my wife tells me that at what point my son went to go check on the dryer during the evening, and he walked into the garage, checked on the dryer, came back out, and what we don't know is whether the bear was already there or it was, or it had you know, or whether it was due to come in. The timeline's fuzzy. And I keep on thinking, what if my son had walked in there? And what if the bear had been mad or startled or whatever? I couldn't freaking imagine what that scenario would look like. 
and that just rocked me. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Um, so, of course, I was then angry at myself and felt guilty about the fact that I had, you know, that, you know, a bottle of wine um, hours earlier and that I was sleepy and groggy from, from it and, and that, I don't know, I mean, that, that the whole this commotion happened and I wasn't 100% there. And you could say, well, you know, shit happens, you know, there was no way you could ever account for that. But I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the be the parent or be the person that comes in in the clutch, who's there for you, that may not be able to fix the issue, but it's going to at least be able to have your back. And I felt like I didn't have everybody's back. So that's been bothering me too. It's like, it is going to sound sexist, so... Go. You can text me or you can uh, DM me later on the Twitter. But I'll just take one of the lessons that I learned from the uh, from the Godfather. Um, I don't know. At one point, Vito is talking to Michael, uh, and and Vito's already, I think, losing it. They're just sitting together, and and uh, he says something along the lines of, "Well." Uh, that men, that women and children can be careless, but men can't. Now, this is 1970s movie talk, and it's a very old-fashioned way of thinking it. And uh, and I think if I were, I were to think about it nowadays, I would think that adults, grown adults like me, um, we are not allowed to be careless. Not when it matters. Right? I think children should, and, 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 and I make it to a certain degree a point in my life for them to be as children or to live the life as children as, as much as they can. Uh, I think that childhood is truncated in our times, that we try to rush kids to be too adult or too grown up before they have to be. Um, and so I worked, and my wife worked hard to try to give our kids as much of a, and to prolong childhood as long as possible, because once it's gone, it's gone. Whenever we lose our innocence, you don't get to go back to it. We can feign it, but it's it's not true. And and so in that moment when all of this happened, with the bear happened, and if I came around, I, I took care of things, but in that moment, I feel like I was being careless, and that's a failure, I think, as a parent. That, that I, I had a moment where I wasn't quite ready to respond the way that a parent should respond when something happens. So, <laughs> all right, fuck. Uh, and and yeah, I'm, I'm bumming everybody out. I know. Listen, I'm dealing with this shit. Thank you, everybody, by the way, who sends very nice notes either on the Instagram or on the Twitter. And, 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 and when you say that you, that you get where I'm coming from and that... that, that that you get it, you may not agree with it, but you get it. That means a lot. Uh, but real quick before I end this, I wanted to give a quick, quick shout out to a really nice lady, L.L. Walton. She has a podcast on the um, on the Anchor, and uh, she was kind enough to interview me last, oh, I don't know, last Friday or, or I'm sorry, last week. 
Uh, I'm going to put a link to that podcast and that interview in the show notes. Uh, we talked about all sorts of things, uh, some sexy stuff, some advice stuff, some just back and forth rants uh, between the two of us. Uh, she's a t- terrific listen. By all means, check out her show. And like I said, feedback, uh, thoughts, comments, whatever, as long as they are kind or they are uh, they're, they're smart and they're critical, by all means, send them my way. I learn from the opinion of others. I take it in stride. I can't say that, I, that all of it uh, is relevant, but a lot of it is. And so it means a lot when I get it. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.